morning, and welcome to Beware Spoilers. I am Adam. We are here to discuss She-Hulk and unrelated. Clean my rear. Okay, that is not good. I, I, it's one of those things where it's like my car does not have a rear windshield wiper, and until you don't have it, you don't realize how important that is. Um, my old car, I think, did. So when it rains, in order to not have my rear windshield uh, obscured, um, I have to keep my antifrost on. Um, so because, you know, that, that's always a fun thing to deal with. Um, so She-Hulk, episode mm-hmm. 8. Um, I think this is the best episode of the season. Um, and I think that it is... Motherfucker, can you get farther over... And not in the fucking driving lane, you dumb motherfucker. People on bikes should be shot if they don't stay in the bike lane. Asshole. Um, it is the strongest episode of the season, and um, what's it called? I, I think that it has everything to do with the fact that, um, in a very real way, This episode has someone who can play off of Tatiana Maslany very well. And that's not to take anything away from Ginger Gonzaga, who has been doing great work. Um, I just don't think that he, uh, what's called this, um, I just don't think that this, that, that like, we, we were really given a chance to have someone who can play off her as well. Um, I think it's funny that the, the tech bro guy who's trying to fuck her, uh, his name is, um, Todd Phillips, I think that that's really, you know, a, a nice little, uh, attack over at, uh, you know, Joker, in a weird way, um, what else was that, that was pretty funny in this episode, I mean, everything with Daredevil is great, um, where it's like, the, the introduction of Matt Mur- Murdock coming into the courtroom, and she's like, who's this asshole, um, and, and I also like that, it, it, it's weird. When, when Wong was involved, she played like, ooh, Wong's here. Get ready for Wong, guys. We should do the asides. But there is a kind of genuine who is this, like, there was that who is this asshole in the aside when he shows up, which is an interesting kind of take on it. Um, when she fights him, and, uh, like, that is, that's a really great, uh, that's a great fight. I really like the acrobatics that they have Daredevil do. It feels more like the comics. Um, his levity um, works very well. Um, I think within the confines of his show, it doesn't work quite at... Like, here's the thing. People are upset about jokey Daredevil, and, and I will say this. The the Matt Murdock that fucks anything that moves is very well represented um, in this. And, um, like, that... That scene at the end, the walk of shame, where he uh, he's in full costume except for the shoes, and he's carrying the boots as he's walking down the street past a woman walking her dog. It's hilarious, and and I I feel like kind of everything about this show, kind this episode, kind of worked, and and I feel like the like the the thing people are talking about is that they feel like Matt Murdock is a little too jokey, and he's like if this is what the MCU is gonna do with him, then I don't want it. And it's like no, this is. Here's the thing. Matt Murdock, in his own show, is dealing with a lot of, of you know, big ideas. And I'm wearing the right shoes. Okay, good. Um, 
big ideas and, and a lot of um, like really dark themes. Like he's a he's a ground level hero, so he's dealing with you know drugs. He's dealing with um, like human trafficking. He's dealing with with street level problems. Um, she Hulk is is not. Um, she Hulk is not dealing with the same weight behind the problems that Matt Murdock is. Um, and then on top of that, he, um, he, he talks about, you know, he, he mentioned it here. He's like, you know, I have the law firm in, in Hell's Kitchen. I, I do mostly pro bono work. Um, and it's like, this is them kind of laying into what he is and reestablishing that for the audience who may not have seen, um, seen it. But within the confines of a crossover where he's dealing with these fucking ridiculous situations, he's able to have fun with it a little bit. Like, um... Like, that's the thing, is that it's like... The, the people he's fighting on a regular basis in Hell's Kitchen aren't quippy. And I think we saw that, too. Where it's like, when... When, when Kingpin shows up in Hawkeye and he's beating the fuck out of Kate Bishop, he's not quippy. He's still kingpin. It's just we are in a situation where Matt Murdock's charm is allowed to shine through because he doesn't. Ha- in the situation that he has gone to LA to get a new suit, and he's picking up a case for the guy who made the suit, and he's going after um, what's it called he's going after uh, Leapfrog. Like it's a situation that can have some levity to it. Um. And I think the thing, too, that I like about the show is that it's really opening up the the MCU in a way that none of the other shows really have, where it's like, this show now feels like it's a Marvel... Like, the MCU always kind of felt like our world, but with a few heroes. Like, there are a few heroes here and there, mostly Avengers or, or Avengers adjacent, and, you know, they're all here, and, and you know of that, like, this feels like it's establishing the, the, you know, what's the one thing here, the, uh, it feels like it's establishing the, the, the street-level heroes and the street-level affairs in a really interesting way, um, and, uh, that, it's, it's a cool thing to do, I I watched it episode twice, I watched it once when I was at work and then once when I got home, and, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go next week. Because, again, I've always had kind of this issue with the Marvel shows. Where it's like... We, we know what we've gotten up until this point in the first eight episodes. Going into episode nine, how do they wrap everything up in a way that feels cohesive? And, and feels final? And I always say this going into the finale. Where it's like, how does this all tie together in, in a nice, neat, with a nice, neat bow? Um... And I never actually can understand. And, and they always manage to do it. So, I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to hold that judgment um, this time. Miss Marvel was a little shaky, I think, in the end. Um, but that's just because I feel like they should have flipped around the, the culminations a little bit. Um, but you needed them. I don't know. There's a lot with Miss Marvel that I liked. But there are a few things that probably could have been changed for narrative flow's sake. Um... It is interesting that, you know, I, 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 I guess really like the way they, they did this episode. And, and look, it, it, like, there are 
things that I love with Daredevil, like the the subversion of the hallway fight, where it's like they set up the hallway. It is such great comedy because not only is it just Daredevil comes out and there's a fight, and there are all these guys in the hallway, and you're like, oh yeah, here we go, we know what's coming here, and then She-Hulk stops him. But they set it up multiple times throughout that scene in the lead up, where it's like there's guys in the hallway, guys in the hallway, guys in the hallway, and then you get to the hallway fight. And, and you get a moment to see Daredevil really kick the shit out of, um, like, a bunch of guys and do it in a way that you're like, oh, right on. This is why I love this show for three seasons and his bits in The Defenders. Like, this is why this is my, you know, this is why this is my, my favorite, you know, like, this is why it's my favorite, was my favorite of the Marvel shows. And, and then it's like to, to have it laid up where it's like, all right, and here they are. And he's going to fight all these guys. And then she comes in and does it all in one fell swoop. It's like, all right, that's cool. Like, that, that's funny. I can, I can appreciate that. Um, him, like, when she takes his mask off and then is, like, mad. Like, like her talking like, are you pretending to be blind? That whole bit's really funny. And then her talking about, um, like, when, when, when it's like, so, so who are you? And, and the, I'm a sucker for musical cues. Like, if you, if you play the musical cue in the right place and do it the right way, you, you got me every time. Like, you know, anytime they do the, the X-Men 97 theme, which they've done it twice now, and both times it's worked for me. The, the one when they, when they go, uh, when they introduce Professor X in Multiverse of Madness, even though I wasn't thrilled about the music Professor X in Multiverse of Madness, like, that worked. And then in She-Hulk, in, not in She-Hulk, in, uh, in Miss Marvel, when, uh, when he's like, if you have a mutation, then you just get a little, like, that thing, that got me. And then this one had a similar musical cue when he says, when he says, I'm Daredevil, they started playing the theme from the Netflix show. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like, this is very much a continuation. And, and, and there's going to be some debate over that. There, there is going to be people who are going to be arguing this is not a continuation of the Netflix show. Uh, the Netflix show isn't canon. Um, because there were people who continued to gripe about that. And are still saying that to this day. And I, 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 I think that they're wrong. Like, I think they're categorically wrong. I, I think what we're up to. I think that there is nothing about the Netflix shows that are not canon to what's going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as it stands right now. Um, and and it, it does kind of melt together. I, I think the more interesting thing will be, do they put Darede- uh, um, Deadpool in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Because there's a world in which they just say, oh, Daredevil was always in the MCU. Like, there's, there's a world in which that works. Because he was in... Like, that first fight takes place on what could be a helicarrier. Like, and I remember reading that at the time. So it is very easy to just meld that right in. And be like, okay, this is now the MCU proper. Um, but, but yeah, I'm interested to see where they go with all of this. Um, and, and that ending is so great. Like, the ending is such a perfect ending for the entire thing where it's like, you know, the, her, you know, her achievement being overshadowed by the fact that she's online dating and the, like, the fact that she has sex is not incorrect, um, for, 
reality, that is exactly what would happen. And I, I just, it is such a great ending to the episode going into the finale. Um, and I think, I don't even know, I don't even know where the finale goes from here. Because that's the thing is that the intelligentsia is probably not going to end up being the big bad. Um, and I think the other issue is because of the one gripe I have with the episode is because Jen breaks the fourth wall so much, and because she 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 uh, she has that kind of limited omniscience in that way, um, in so much as she knows the tropes of the kind of story she's in, um, I, I feel like that her not being nervous going to the gala was a little weird, especially considering she called out the gala in, what's it called? She called out that, like, ooh, we're doing the gala this episode. Um, and, and a surprise thing. It's like, what kind of a, a surprise is this going to be? Is it going to be kind of a, a Hulk buddy's red, or is it going to be, you know, some other kind of twist at the end? And the fact that that happens, and we don't see her express any nerves about going to the gala, I think that could have been played for laughs a little bit. Um, granted, the episode was almost over at this point. Um, I do guys feel like that was a missed opportunity. Um, and I think this is all the data we're going to get, because he did go back to you know, he did go back to New York. Um, we may get a postscript at the end of episode, at the end of the finale that may set up where Daredevil goes from here. We may get a postscript in, um, like I, I think that's the like the the and I think that it's telling for the show and the Marvel Cinematic Universe where it's like we have this entire show about the agency of a woman. I think the two most likely uh, post credit scene explanations are either what happened to Hulk, why is he going to Sakaar, or what's happening with Daredevil, and and what's going to be going on with Echo. Um, because Echo comes out early next year. I think within the next six months we're going to have Echo. So, I think it's telling that we're going to have those two things kind of uh, as the most likely candidates going forward. What are we going to discuss in in fuck me the train, uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward, um, but, uh, but yeah, we'll wrap up there for today, um, She-Hulk is on Disney Plus, if you want to check out Disney Plus, it is on there, um, this week we have, uh, today, um, after work on my way to the movies, we are going to discuss, um, what's it called, we are going to discuss, uh, Pennyworth, Secret Origin of Batman, or The Origin of Batman's Butler, episodes 1, 2, and 3, which is on HBO Max, um, on, and then after that, episode, I wasn't going to do it yesterday, but we were short-handed at work, um, and I was exhausted, so I was like, fuck, I'm going to do it Friday, because um, at least, th- like, Thursday after seeing the movie, I got to go, I got to do a review, I got to go home and eat, and then get up early the next day, I can sleep in tomorrow if I'm tired after, um, better all around, um, so yeah, so I think we'll wrap up there for that, I think that, that is enough ground covered, uh, so tonight, we have both Pennyworth and, 
the other one um, Pennyworth at Amsterdam tomorrow morning Werewolf by Night um, and uh, Sunday uh, we have something special uh, so until then have a great rest of your week